Welcome to Adulting License. This is a podcast about our journey growing up as we create a safe space to chat about literally anything. Relationships, friendships, mental health, self-care, career, you name it. And who are we? We're best friends, but unfortunately, we don't even get to live in the same city. We're living thousands of miles and various flights away from each other. But we've been through the good, the bad, and the ugly together. And now we're gonna share it all with you. Welcome back to episode 6 of Adopting License on Scene Media. I'm Mia and joining me today are Angie and Dawn. How are we? Not too bad. What about you guys? Terrible. Um, I'm having the worst case of hay fever today, so please excuse me if you hear me sneezing through this episode. But we have a very exciting and interesting topic today, so I'm very looking forward to that. (laughs) Oh no. Hope you get better soon. Hay fever is truly the worst. Feel better. Thank you. Yeah. And um, I actually can't believe that we're on episode 6 already. Time really flies. Yeah, me neither. Just feels like yesterday mm. when it was our first episode. Literally. Mm-hmm. So, for today's episode, what is this spicy topic that you've mentioned, Angie? Well, today we will be touching upon a very touchy, touchy topic. Toxic relationships. (laughs) You know those relationships that serve you absolutely no good, but you stayed in it for much longer than you should have? Mm. Well, we will be shedding light on this today, so please be ready to take down some notes to know when it's time to pack your bags and leave unhealthy relationships. Mm, Yeah, definitely a topic that never gets old. Mm, Yeah, we may or may not have some experiences in this area. Mm. Just maybe. Mm. Okay, let's start. What is your indicator of a toxic relationship? Or like, in other words, what warning signs do you see when a relationship is bad for you? Um, gaslighting for me. My favorite. (laughs) Okay, yes. Do explain more about that. Um, so it's when my ex does something wrong and he makes me, like, feel bad and, like, it was my fault for something that they did wrong. And I always felt bad for like their mistake, which doesn't make any sense. So not really good for a weak and vulnerable me. That's oh, not no. that's not good for anyone. It's really horrible and I'm so sorry you had to go through all that. I'm glad it's your ex. I'm glad it's over. And we do not support victim blaming here, guys. But okay, not going to lie, I feel like I do sometimes gaslight my significant others. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> Angie. I, I don't do it purposely, but it's like, okay, when we do have a fight from something I clearly did wrong, I wouldn't say like immediately like say sorry or apologize. Instead, I would find like a way to turn it against them. Like that's my defense mechanism for some reason. And I know I'm wrong, but I was like, but but it's not just me who's wrong. Maybe, (sighs) guys, maybe I am toxic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe... We're all a little bit toxic, if we're being really honest here. But hey, at least you are self-aware, 
I guess that's mm-hmm. the start. And I think this is like the opposite of me though. Like I always say sorry immediately, maybe a little too much. But I say every I say sorry to like every little thing. It's legit my New Year's resolution every single year. But I don't think I'm really getting better. <laughs> I actually think that's a very sweet thing about you though, because I actually can't stand people who don't say sorry when they're clearly in the wrong. <laughs> except for you, Angie. Except it's okay. for you. <laughs> you can just say it. It's okay. I'm no. not hurt. <laughs> Yeah, so I think, Dawn, that's why we get along so well, because I would actually be so annoyed if people don't say sorry, but you're actually still a bit right here, because sometimes you say sorry for the tiniest thing. That is very <sighs> true. Mm. But for me, I think um I don't say sorry immediately, but like afterwards, like I'd, let's say like 10 minutes later, I will not stop saying sorry. Mm. Like at first I won't say anything, and then I'll just like freaking ambush you with all these apologies. <laughs> okay okay fair enough (laughs) a professional apologizer (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) on that point i think one sign to look out for is when your highs are like incredibly significantly high but your lows are just dramatically and remarkably low like, as in, when your relationship isn't facing any problems, it's so good. You feel like you're at the top of the world, but when you do have issues, even the smallest ones, it feels like you've hit rock bottom. I think most people think it's fine, but I see it as a very turbulent relationship, as you constantly have to walk on eggshells around them in case you set them off. Mm. Yep, been there, done that. That's honestly so well said, and I completely agree. Especially the part that you would constantly feel on edge because you're so worried you might set them off. If anything, I think it suggests that it's a sign that it might not be a um, healthy relationship. Right. And like mistakes or accidentally triggering the other partner in a relationship shouldn't be frowned upon, to be honest. Like not frowned upon that harshly, but more as a lesson on how to improve the relationship. I mean, unless it's cheating, then mistakes happen. Mm. So it's fine. But if they're cheating, then yeah, pack your bags and go. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, in my opinion, another indicator of a toxic relationship is when they treat you like they are your superior. Mm. Mm. I think this um, includes the way that they talk to you, their tone of voice, their actions towards you. Honor would be relatively disrespectful towards you. Um, and for me, that's not okay. Like, even if they are older than you, when you're in a relationship, your partner, you should feel as equal to the other person. Yeah, I've been there and done that again. I really could not agree more. Like, respect is just the foundation of the relationship. I may or may not, again, have been called by not-so-nice words. And oh I think God. that scarred me for life. No. So don't be like me. It really isn't okay. Aww. Wow. Not so nice word. I can't believe that. Whoever did that to Dawn, you are my enemy. Watch out. I really don't understand how you can even say insulting words to your, to your significant other, though. Mm. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it's like, totally, it's not just like roasting or joking. It's straight up mean and insulting. That's way below the belt. But on your point, yes, egotistic people are a big turn off for me. Like, you shouldn't need to make others feel small to make yourself feel good. 
Mm, exactly. Even if it's subtle. Yeah, I definitely can't stand cocky people. Mm-hmm. And in my humble opinion, we should normalize boring or mediocre relationships. Like, I mean, okay, me out of all the people, I do understand the thrill and adrenaline you get from fighting. <laughs> The fight is not so fun, but the making up part is just like really adorable to me because you can see all the tenderness and the love they have for you and you have for them. And it's just like creates a stronger bond than a normal day. But you can't and you shouldn't be doing that every day. Like mm. it will just be so emotionally draining for both of you, like to the point that you can't focus on other aspects and commitments in your life. Mm. Or the complete opposite where you just fear spending time with them in case you start another fight. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. Like it's funny because when I first started my relationship with my boyfriend, I often questioned if it's too perfect in the beginning. That's so cute. Yeah, like my friends say, mm, maybe you miss the drama. And I'm like, oh god, no, I don't miss the drama <laughs> at all. <laughs> and eventually I just realized that that's how a healthy relationship should be like. Like I asked myself, is this what love is supposed to be like? Like, don't get me wrong, every relationships have arguments, but mm. just because it's an argument doesn't mean you can't be respectful, mm-hmm. and there's no need to have, like, full-blown flights every day. I feel like when you have frequent flights, you're just fighting about the smallest things, and you're just kind of annoyed with each other. Yeah. <laughs> you don't realize you were in a toxic relationship until you date someone who actually treats you well. And that a healthy relationship shouldn't be making you cry five times a week, ma'am. Oh, crying five times a week. Oh, a past that I do not miss. But yes, exactly. It would be emotionally and physically draining to fight for the smallest of things. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm way too sad or nervous about something... Okay, let's just say in the case that I'm having a fight with my partner, it would be very hard for me to focus on anything else which then lead to another thing that I would consider a toxic indicator is that when you are afraid to communicate with them or you hide how you truly feel because you're worried it might set them off because the result of that would be too overwhelming for you. Mm. Yeah, been there, done that again. (laughs) I feel like this podcast is literally my life story. (laughs) I feel a little bit attacked here. But I think... That is really the worst because I always imagine my partner to be someone I can share everything with and I I hope that I don't have to hide anything with him. And if I have to hide my feelings, that really is the worst. Mm, Exactly. Like, if you can't be honest with your partner, then that's a major problem for sure. But I'm glad you found the right guy for you now, Dawn. You really deserve the best. Yes, you do. And your partner should also be your best friend. Okay, not best friends, because that's Mia and me. But I mean, <laughs> you should never feel like you have to hide your true emotions to them. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, guys. It would be nice to have a, a group hug right now. And you guys really are the best. And <laughs> I love you guys. And no matter what, he can never replace either of you. Ooh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Another sign would be that you being afraid to say no or making a tiny little mistake. I feel like the situation with my whole heart actually is that my partner would be able to make all these mistakes or make me feel deeply hurt or whatever, and I would just easily forgive them in a blink of an eye. However, when I make an mistake like accidentally make a mistake 
by setting some boundaries, they would make me feel like everything I have ever done is wrong and super, super guilty. Like, I would say sorry so many times afterwards and make up by just taking care of them, like, even more. Like, doing his laundry, cooking dinner, like, just, like, whatever, like, 100% champion housewife mode. (laughs) The thing is, maybe they didn't make me feel like that, but rather I felt like that myself. But that also contributes to something that's a big sign of a no-no relationship. Mm, mm. Yeah, I really feel this. Like, like this was me in a past relationship, for sure. I already am someone who can't say no a lot in general. We <laughs> both know that. <laughs> but with my ex, I had to be so careful and always felt super duper bad to say no. I felt guilty for spending time with others when I know I shouldn't. And then, like, I kept on saying sorry, like, 25,000 times. Also a bad habit of mine. And I try to think of 25 thousand other different ways to make up for it when it's probably not even that big of a deal and it's probably not even necessary oh mm. i'm so sorry you guys felt that way luckily i've never had to experience that before because all of my exes were very thoughtful in that sense like if i ever have to say no to them they would make me feel less guilty and make me feel better even so i'm very thankful for that but um yeah it's absolutely fine to set boundaries for yourself You need that to maintain a healthy relationship. Yeah, that's really great. And we love that for you. Yes, you deserve nothing but the best, honey. And you should never, ever feel guilty by setting boundaries for yourself. Like, all in all, it just means that you want to fix or improve the relationship while putting your interests in mind as well. If they can't respect that, that's kind of sus. Because, like, why are you hurt? when I'm trying to protect myself. Like, does this boundary make you mad because you can no longer hurt me? This is actually um, related to my indicator for toxic relationships. I know the relationship is not good for me when I feel like I'm losing myself. Like, I feel guilty to spend time with other people or just doing things for myself. Looking back at it, I'm not sure if it was even him or maybe it was just me who felt almost obligated to always spend time with him because I can't say no. So full circle here. Mm. Or maybe he was gaslighting me again. And now I'm feeling bad for it. Also full circle. But yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. And I know it wasn't good for both of us. But yeah, I felt guilty if I took time for myself. Like when I have time, I will feel guilty if I didn't spend it with him took me a while to realize, but eventually I knew it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, it wouldn't be that challenging if it's meant to be, and um, I'm glad you realized you're worth more than that. Like seriously, how stressful would it be to literally feel obligated to spend time with your partner and guilty for spending time with other people instead of him? I'm sorry, but that's the definition of toxic. Yes, and full circle to our first episode as well, where we emphasize how important individuality is in a relationship. You know, I heard a really, really good quote the other day. So basically, there should exist three identities in a relationship. There's you, the other person, and the relationship itself. You can't be so lost in their relationship so that your whole entire identity is tied with him. You need to exist independently to construct a healthy relationship. Mm. Yeah, I love this way of looking at it. 
like yes, you're a couple, but you don't have to be dependent on each other. Hmm, that's very interesting. Um, like definitely a unique way to think of it, and it makes so much sense as well. So let's move on. What would you say is your toxic trait? Hmm. Okay, I think my toxic trait would be that I get emotionally attached to people too easily. Um, this applies in every sort of relationship that I have, not only romantic relationship. Um, the more time I spend with someone, the easier it is for me to be emotionally attached to them, and the harder it is for me to move on in life without them. Um, I've been struggling with this for the longest time, and I have to say, because of this, saying goodbyes in whatever sort of way is the worst pain to me. The pain that I experience after a breakup is quite literally unbearable, which I've mentioned before. And because I'm mortified of saying goodbye, I'm scared of getting into a relationship because I know for a fact I would get way too attached to them, and um, I'll have to go through that pain again. Oh baby, Aww. I hate goodbyes too, and I'm always so scared of breakups. Like, oh my god, I definitely don't want to go through that ever again. And no, Angie, heartbreaks are not so fun. <laughs> not fun at all. Okay, I agree to disagree with you guys, but yes, I would hate to constantly live in fear that they would just say goodbye to me one day. But hey, on the bright side, if it was meant to say goodbye, it just means that there's a new and better hello waiting for you soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, we've touched base on breaking up on last week's episode, so tune into that if you haven't done so already. But back to the point, another toxic trait of mine is that I am very insecure about myself, um, to the point where you know I think I would sometimes spread negativity and needs constant reassurance, um, and this feels like a perfect combination with attachment issues, <laughs> because I always think that I'm not good enough for them, and they would leave me, and I would need to go through that pain of breaking up with them again. Oh, Mia! Let me assure you that you are always good enough, and anyone would be lucky to have you in your life. Oh, you're literally a treasure in my life. I love you. Yeah, I'm not good with words of affirmation, but trust me, you're a literal angel. So, whoever gets to have you, lucky, lucky, Aww, lucky. Oh, that's so sweet, you guys. I'm grateful for you guys. Virtual kisses. <laughs> and I am here for cutie mushy Angie. <laughs> yeah, <But> yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I relate to that as well. I am such a pessimist sometimes, and I almost try to nitpick something to be wrong in a relationship when everything's fine, and then I kind of self sabotage. But I'm almost scared when. It's all too perfect. Mm, yeah, like because I'm so insecure, it would be weird for me if everything goes according to plan and everything goes well. And I would always think that either something is happening without my like awareness, or something bad might happen soon. Oh, I hate that for me. Oh, everything will be okay in the end. That's true. It's fine to overthink, but again, what you think. It's just one very small factor inside your brain. Like it might not even happen at all. Yeah, for sure. Let's yeah, we have mm. to manifest positivity. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. I think for my toxic trait, it would be that I'm 
pretty clingy, not gonna lie. Like, okay, clingy alone isn't a toxic trait, but remember in episode two where we talk about love languages, I told you that my love language is physical touch, quality time, and acts of service. So, well, you have to, like, physically be there with them in order to do all of that and for me to feel satisfied in the relationship as well. Which is why, like, whenever I date someone, I tend to spend, like, an unhealthy amount of time with them. Also, I think I have a mixture of both, like, commitment issues and anxious attachment style, which really makes no sense whatsoever. Oh yeah, I feel that, like, I'm also super clingy. I need assurance all the time. But you said it was really interesting. What's uh, an anxious attachment style? I think it's basically when you fear abandonment. So when you're not with them, I fear that something will suddenly change them and they decide to leave me. Okay, I don't know why I have this to be honest, but I'm pretty sure it's something rooted back with my childhood. But (laughs) I just aim to be rich enough to be able to afford therapy to figure this all out. Oh, the more you know, because I never knew they called this anxious attachment style, but it's so relatable. Yeah, well, I'm really sorry to hear that. And yes, I am learning something new today. I feel like I always am with this podcast. We are an educational podcast. Definitely a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really can't wait to finally go to therapy to figure out what is actually wrong with me instead of making you all listen to this TED Talk of a podcast. I mean, like, you guys are basically free therapy for me right now. Been there, done that. Um, I think it's normal to be your true self and feel the way you feel. So don't think of it as there's something wrong with you. Um, I only think of therapy as a way to help me understand my thought process instead of fixing myself. But yeah, absolutely. Talking to you guys literally feel like a therapy session for me. Yeah, I could not agree more. Love these therapy sessions. And I think it's such a shame that therapy always has such a bad connotation. I don't understand why it's normal to get a checkup for your physical health, but not for your mental health. Mm. Like, we're all therapy advocates here. For sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's actually so conflicting because I understand and love individuality and time alone so much. But at the same time, I'm just like, I want to be with you. So, but, like, I guess, like, as I've grown up a bit, I do understand that you can still do all of that without having to spend every second of the day together. Because, like, you have other commitments, you have other commitments in the way anyways. Mm. And it's healthy to have time apart from each other as well. No judgment here, but I find it a bit hard to um, understand those couple that spend 24-7 of their time with each other. Like, you'll literally know everything that's going on in the other person's life. What do you talk about at the end of the day? (laughs) And you don't get to have that feeling of missing each other when you're apart as well. Um, Well, that's how I feel because when I'm in a relationship, I definitely need time for myself. But maybe I'm just saying this because of jealousy, because I never got to spend 24-7 of my time with any of my ex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. I also never got to spend 24-7 in any relationship, but maybe it's for the better, because if it was 24-7, I would probably be stuck to them like glue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I am very attacked here, because me and my partner are very attached, like, We can spend every single day together. Like, we just need, like, one day break. Okay. 
not gonna lie, pretty jelly here. <laughs> but we don't spend like every single second of the day together. More like we accompany each other, but both doing our own stuff. So like, that's because we're free right now because it's summer. But once we do get back into the routine of working and uni and all of that, then that's a dream far away. Mm, I get that. Still having your own things and staying balanced—that's really important.、Mm. Okay, but what about you, Don? What would you consider to be your toxic trait? Um, I think my toxic trait is when I'm moody. I'm usually extra moody and even a little mean with my partner <laughs> because I almost get too comfortable with them, and I almost feel like I can say anything. And when I'm annoyed, I just express. This horrible attitude, and I always feel so bad and apologize after. Don't get me wrong; I may be a little mean, but I'm not gonna say really hurtful things to my partner. But I'm probably not too pleasant to be around either. <laughs> This is me when I'm like hangry or I didn't get the shower before six p.m. <laughs>、oh, oh my、six. god, hangry. Yeah, I, I. It's like after six. It's like you've been out the whole day. You're kind of like oily, kind of sweaty. You kind of feel like icky. I'm just like, I want to shower. If I don't, I'm gonna like have to freaking punch you or something. But the hangry thing, I totally relate. Yeah, I need food to stay happy. Yeah, but、mm-hmm. but knowing this moodiness of mine, my solution now is I tend to tell my boyfriend I just need some space and. Ask him not to bother me, but the thing is, I kind of get into my alone time a little too long when I get into the groove of doing my things. Ah,、uh, mm. yeah, but this is actually quite shocking to me. Like, I don't think I've ever get to be around a moody dawn then, <laughs> because you've always been a sweetheart to me. Oh, but maybe that's because you're a sweetheart. But that、oh. doesn't. <gasps> but doesn't mean. <laughs> Doesn't mean my boyfriend isn't a sweetheart.、Mm. Oh wow! <laughs> Sorry, I cannot comprehend this. All this sweetness around me. No,、nope. it's not for Angie.、Mm-mm. But yes, I I can totally relate to that as well. I swear to God, my mood is like a freaking roller coaster. Like within the span of fifteen minutes, my mood can swing from like a happy bubbly girl to an angry monster that will very likely bite you if you get close to me, <laughs> and then turn into a crying baby at the end. Like seriously, I'm mad at myself sometimes for that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right here with you. Another train wreck,、uh, roller coaster of emotions here. <laughs> Alrighty, now we will move on to our Q and A session for this week. Our first question for today is: Can I have a healthy relationship if I have toxic traits? Oh my god, yes, a million times, yes. Like just you acknowledging your toxic trait brings you one step closer to building a healthy relationship. Totally. If you know you have that trait, it's already a start. The most important start. Actually, and not many people can even acknowledge it that they are toxic. So yes, the self awareness, and now you know where to improve on. Exactly, and no one is ever going to be perfect. Like we talked in episode one, everyone has their own red flags, and some red flags are a bit redder than others. But <laughs> as long as you're willing to adjust these traits and be transparent, I think you guys can find a way to work things out. Yeah, absolutely. We're all humans, and our thought process are not always the same. Some things might be okay to some people, but some things might not. Communicate with your partner and listen to their opinion on it. Yeah, totally. 
As we say in this podcast, communication is key. Just talk it out and you guys can find a solution together. It's definitely not the end of the world and it's definitely not a reason to break up. Yes, okay, moving on to the next question. I know they're not good for me, but it's hard for me to get out of this relationship. What should I do? Hmm. Given that you know that they're not good for you, I think you I think you know what's the right thing to do here. I know it might seem hard to detach from someone you love, but I think it's only fair to say that you need to prioritize yourself in this situation. Um, if you acknowledge that they are not good for you, um, and the reason for this can't be fixed, then I think you should take some time to consider what's best for you and for the relationship. Communicate with them how you feel, and hopefully if it has to come to an end, it would be on good terms. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It is always easier said than done, but it's important to think of the big picture here instead of the short run. Mm-hmm. I always like say, oh, maybe I can change him, or maybe something will happen, but no. <laughs> I was in the same situation. It took me forever to cut ties with him. Like, of course, the breakup was painful, but I knew the earlier that I did it, the less hurt I would be in the end, and I know it's for the better in the long run. Mm. Just know it's not the end of the world, and when the time comes, you will both find someone else who's a better fit for you. Yeah, sometimes it would be so much worse to just drag it on, just because you feel like you can't cut ties with them now. But um, it's definitely better to do it sooner than later. Go back to episode 5 if you can, because we talked through the process of a breakup, and hopefully that will help you. Well... Do you realize how silent I was during this whole Q&A? Because <laughs> this sounds like advice that I will not be taking. <laughs> like, Dawn can verify how many times she has told me to leave a relationship. And me literally coming up with, like, a million reasons why I should stay and defend yeah. them. <laughs> but you guys, yeah, listen to these two girls here. They know what they're talking about. No, I actually don't, but... <laughs> <laughs> self-awareness self-awareness <laughs> okay but moving on to question number three um what can i do if i know someone like a friend who's in a toxic relationship but they don't know it <laughs> <laughs> this is literally dawn's perspectives on my relationships <laughs> what do you have to say dawn hmm. Hmm. maybe maybe a little bit I mean, okay, <laughs> there, there really is no way, easy way to do it. I can't promise they won't get defensive in the moment. Like your friend won't get defensive in the moment. But I'm sure they'll be thankful in a few months or years, maybe. <laughs> but I know my friends helped me acknowledge and validate that I was in a toxic relationship. So no, it definitely wasn't nice to hear and I definitely wasn't proud of it. But I'd rather have them tell me than hide it from me. That's right, like, my method is just to straight up tell my friends, which has allowed Dawn to free herself from a toxic relationship. (laughs) Yep, yep. Um, Must say, it wasn't an overnight thing. It definitely took me a while to listen and realize what's up, but that's basically our friendship in a nutshell. We give each other advices, and we either take ages to listen to each other, or we don't listen to each other at all. (laughs) Yeah, okay, but this method doesn't actually work with everyone, so you have to be careful with your words as well, because basically what you're telling your friend can be very upsetting. So remember that you want your friend to not be hurt, and accidentally overwhelming them with this brand new perspective will expose them to more damage than you think. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, don't go in with a I told you so mentality. Yeah, you guys pretty much um, sum up everything there. I've been on both sides of the situation. I've tried to convince my friend out of a toxic relationship and my friend have tried to drag me out of my own toxic relationship as well. Mm, the only thing I have to say is when you're in a toxic relationship, I don't know why, but usually it's so much harder for you to get out of it. Um, at least that's what happened to me. I was actually completely aware of the fact that um, it wasn't healthy for me to cry 24-7, seven days a week. Um, but for some reason, I thought eventually everything would be okay and I just couldn't get out of it. Um, which is why when I give my friend advices on the relationship, I also keep it in mind that it's actually so much harder for them and that they are and that they have to process everything by themselves as well. Yeah, that's really true. Like just imagine you being on both sides of that conversation as well because mm-hmm. you don't want to screw up your relationship with a friend and you also don't want to feel like you're not giving actual helpful information as well. Yeah, for sure. I feel like sometimes, all your friends want to like have is like a good listener you don't really need to give any advices or anything and maybe mm-hmm. that would just help mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and that is the end of another episode i hope listening to this makes you realize that it's okay to not be perfect and that if you don't feel like you're in a healthy relationship you have every right to set boundaries or to get out of that relationship yes i think that that's such an important takeaway to remember from this podcast and just like this week we'll be having our q a session about a certain topic don't forget to send your questions to our instagram at adulting license for our next episode from our next episode we'll be uploading every two weeks so follow us on instagram for more updates about that subscribe to us at adulting license on spotify and apple Podcasts. we'll drop a new episode next fortnight See ya! Here are some contact information of mental health hotline just in case you ever need them if you're struggling in any sort of relationship or if you just need a check-in with your mind. Um, Beyond Blue would be 1-800-512-348. QLife would be 1-3-1-1-1-4. Safe Steps would be 1-800-015-188. Take care of yourself because you deserved it.